Everyone loves true crime nowadays, but why? Because it's amazing what humans can do to other humans when going against societal norms. Well, come listen to Drunken Jurors, where you'll not only be amazed by the stories, but also how drunk three men can get and stumble their way through the story and information while hoping they're getting everything correct. Just search for You Hate to See It, grab a drink, and enjoy the true crime storytelling. Welcome back to You Hate to See It, But You Love to Hear It. Uh, my name's Adam. I'm Jeff. I hate how you added that to the beginning now. I don't like yeah. it. We'll <laughs> and, it uh, and this week, we are joined by a very special guest, Artie Hoffman. You may know him from his show, Angels and Answers. So uh, welcome, Artie, to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. And um, if you hear noises in the background, that's... Uh, Bob Marley's my three little birds. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so Artie, you're a, uh, your website says that you're a master level psychic comedian. Uh, so the comedian means you're kind of funny. So how's <laughs> so, yeah, that fit into psychic yeah. readings? Yeah. Well, I'll put it this way. I do everything with a sense of humor. I don't care where it is, uh, what I'm doing. Um, I feel like um, if you don't know my history about my life, uh, most people think that I'm much younger than what I really am. Uh, very few people could properly guess my age. And, um, and I'm kind of proud of that, but I think a lot of that has to do with having a sense of humor. Uh, having a sense of humor is really important. And people who don't have a sense of humor usually don't last too long in my life, mm -hmm. uh, as far as relationships, as far as anything. Um, I feel like uh, having a sense of humor is really important, you know, so when I deliver messages to people, because a lot of people are very nervous when they come to see me for a psychic reading or to connect to their loved ones in heaven, um, they're nervous when they talk to me and, uh, because they're afraid of what I might say to them. Um, you know, uh, they're nervous about communicating to the other side. But right away, I try to make everyone feel as comfortable as possible in my company. Um, also, when they see me, you know, all around the place, you know, they get nervous uh, sometimes because of uh, my celebrity status, too. But um, I, I want everyone to feel very comfortable in my company. Um, and and I, I don't like it when people purposely try to make other people feel nervous in their company and, you know some people have too much of a big ego and um so i deliver a lot of deep messages to people but i do it in a very in a way of serenity and with a sense of humor um i mean i'm not going to talk about topics and and make fun of somebody you know when it's a very serious topic or they're very emotional but um i think i have really good timing when it comes to delivering messages to people and being very compassionate with their feelings and stuff. So um, I've been doing it for 33 years now. So I have to be doing something right. Yeah. And uh, so from being on, uh, on all different radio stations around the country, and uh, I've also had the pleasure of being on the largest radio station in New Jersey. I've been on Fox TV out of Philadelphia. So um, 
yeah, it's been an interesting ride. And, and this is a gift that I was not born with. You know, I, I actually, when I was around 27 years old, um, I got something in the junk mail, a postcard. And it said, hey, how would you like to develop your psychic ability and intuitiveness? Come to the Edgar Casey Foundation for this one weekend seminar. And I looked at it and I said, wow, I didn't know you could learn how to do this. I thought you either had it or you didn't. Yeah. So I was going to say, guess, that seems like a thing that most people probably assume from psychics is it's just something you're born with. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who are naturally born with it. You know, it's, it's within their family breed, you know, it's like, as soon as they are born, you know, they, they automatically have it as a, as a young child. Um, I mean, a good friend of mine, um, she was born with it. And when she was two, three years old, she was seeing dead people walk around all over the place. Like, you're looking at me, I'm looking at you, but she thought everyone could see them. She didn't realize that it was just her. So, um, yeah, so she, you know, I had a few friends like that who were just very talented and gifted at a very early stage in life. Whereas like for myself, um, I went to class to learn how to do it. And um, I asked my wife, who was my wife at the time, I said, you want to do this? I said, it looks pretty interesting. She says, no, I don't give a shit. You can go if you want. I don't want to go. So hence the ex-wife, but, uh, so I went and, uh, we, I ended up, uh, it ended up changing my life forever. It literally changed my life forever, uh, going to that one weekend seminar. And I met, and there was 50 of us from all different parts of the country. And, um, you know, they're all inspired to be psychics or mediums. Now a psychic is, is someone who could talk about the past, present and future, Whereas a medium is someone who could communicate to the deceased or communicate to angels. So I happen to do both. Um, I don't do astrology. Uh, I believe in astrology. I just, uh, you know, it's just very a complicated way of, you know, knowing about, um, about life through intuitiveness and stuff. So if you could do astrology, you got a pretty good head on your shoulders and you have a good memory because you have to know a lot, a lot of detailed things with astrology and all the signs and stuff. So I'm very surface on that. And I don't read palms. People say, how oh, do you read palms? You know, they give me their hand. I said, no, I don't read palms. But when I hold their hand, I automatically will just start getting messages about them, you know? And um, it could be about the moment, what's going on, or it could be about the future. And, you know, what's really funny is that a lot of people think that, when I tell them things, they say like, oh, no way, no way, no way. Like, you know, I'm never going to get married again, or I'm never going to have kids or, and I go, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Mm -hmm. You know, or I wouldn't do this. Or I wouldn't do that. And I go, yes, you are. Yes, you are. You know, I don't say that to everybody, but when I see it, I tell them and, and I don't really worry about what people say to me, you know, and I just tell them like when they deny me and I just tell them, I said, I'm not looking for your approval. I'm yeah. just telling you my gut feelings. And usually my gut feelings are pretty on point. But there's no psychic or medium that's ever 100%. Um, you know, it's... Uh, but I have a pretty good track record of being right most of the time. So when people ask me important questions and I give them an answer they don't want to hear, I tell them, I said, well, I got good news and I got bad news. I said, the good news is I'm not God. I'm not right all the time. I said, the bad news is I'm right most of the time. So. <laughs> Do you find that like, 
you know, kids, because you were talking about like your one friend when she was two is two, three was seeing uh, like ghosts and dead people all around. Like, do you find that she thought it was totally normal? Do you find that kids in general see that stuff a lot more than in a lot of? Yeah, I would say a lot of toddlers do. A lot of toddlers or just young children out of Todd school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, most of it. And then all of a sudden society gets in the way and they get caught up in everybody else's fear and way of thinking. And they, they go from their spiritual to their logical mind and their fearful ways because of all the crap from uh, they hear uh, from, you know, loved ones or fear from TV or whatever, you know. So that will kind of block it. So, but when I found out that I was capable of doing, you know, when I went away for that one weekend seminar and I found out I was capable of doing this, I said, oh my God, I can't believe that this exists. And I can't believe that I could tell somebody something about themselves who I never met before. So I thought that was like beyond amazing. So it was very cool. And uh, I met the nicest people and, uh, you know, and, you know, a majority of people I can read, I would say probably at least 95% of the people I've been able to read. So many people have come to me and say, you know, Art, I just want you to know, give me a heads up. No one's been able to ever read me before. I said, well, that doesn't mean anything to me. You know, it's just a matter of what goes on in the moment. But countless times when I do live shows, you know, I just did a live show at an Italian restaurant for about 20 women. And, um, you know, there are skeptics in the audience and stuff, and that doesn't bother me. I just tell it like it is. And then I've transformed a lot of skeptics into believers. And it's not that I'm trying. I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. I'm not trying yeah. to change anybody. It's just me being me. So whether you think I'm great or I suck, uh, you know, that's totally up to you, you know. But I have a pretty good record, I would say, you know, so... And it took a long time for my family to uh, actually believe that I do what I do. I was, you know, I grew up in a, uh, I grew up in a uh, Jewish, I, I grew up in a Jewish uh, background, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, so my family had a really hard time believing the fact that I could, you know, talk about the past, present and future. I could see things in the future and I could communicate to dead loved ones. Um, So it wasn't until they heard me on a major radio station uh, in New Jersey. Uh, They had like a half a million listeners. So I managed to get on there. And it was interesting how I even got on that station uh, because when I was reading for this one lady at a a party, I call them arty parties. My psychic parties are called arty parties. It's clever. I like it. Rolls off the tongue well. So here I am. I'm telling this one lady all about her kids and about her life and she thought i was wrong on everything she thought i 100 percent sucked she didn't like me at all well what happened is uh within the next two three months after her reading everything i told her came true and she happened to be the uh, number one salesperson um selling advertising for a major radio station in new jersey and so she's the one she went for my biggest critic to my biggest fan all within a matter of a few months because yeah. uh, like i said so she told them the main dj on the station she says you got to get this guy on the air she says he's he's amazing so 
yeah and then she's she's the one who got me on the air so it was cool and um so i have some interesting stories if you wish to hear them yeah of course i'm definitely down for some interesting stories so here I am. Now, I wrote a book. I wrote two books. One was one is called Angels and Answers. And the other one is called Have Your Angels Call My Angels. And you can if you go to artiehoffman.com or if you go to Amazon, uh, you can get my books. But in one of my books in Angels and Answers, there's a book. There's a I mean, a chapter um, where I talk about this story where I'm doing a reading for this one lady and she had a hard time believing that I would, she wanted me to connect to her mother, all right? So she gave me a picture of her mother. So usually when I connect to people's loved ones, I don't always need a picture, but I like to use it as a crutch when I'm reading for people. So I'm looking at her mother's picture and after the reading was over, she said to me, she goes, already, she goes there were some things that you said about my mom, it, you know, it was kind of general. It, it could have been with anybody, but I do admit what you said, it was true. It did have to do with my mom. But then there were other specific things that you said about my mom that were definitely right on point um, that nobody else would know. But I'm still having a really hard time believing that you're actually communicating to my mother. And I said to her, I said, I can only share with you what the spiritual world shares with me. I said, I don't just make this stuff up. Well, actually, sometimes I think I do, but, but in the end, I don't. So anyway, I said, all right, well, let me look at your mom's picture one more time. So I'm looking at her mother's picture. And I said to her, I said, your mom is showing me cows. She goes, what do you want me to do with that? I said, I don't know. Your mom is showing me cows. So all of a sudden in my eyes, mind, there was about 10 cows and they all got up on their feet and they were all mooing. So I looked at her and I said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but moo. And she started to cry and I go, what's the matter? And she goes, that's my mother's name. I go, what are you talking about? She goes, her name's Muriel, but everyone called her moo. That's wild. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> you know, so it's like, why didn't she just come up and say, hey, I'm Uriel or hey, I'm this? No, but she created this whole story to let me know her mother's name. And I go, all right, well, now you know I'm talking to your mother. So uh, I go, next. <laughs> <laughs> What's that process like of communicating? Like, because I've, I've never been able to speak to anyone who's done that. So like, what's that? How's that happen? Okay. Well, first of all, I've, you know, through a lot of meditating, you know, which is basically, you know, I just blank my mind. I do most of my meditating while I'm driving, believe it or not. I don't even know how I get from point A to point B without getting in an accident. Because um, I'm just on automatic pilot. So it's like driving a stick shift when I'm meditating. I, and I do a lot of readings. I, I do a lot of private readings while I'm driving because I could see really good while I'm driving. It's like, it just puts me in a different state of mind. It's like, I can't explain it. It just puts me in a different state of mind. I don't know if you guys ever drove a stick shift before. Yeah. But I, when you're, it's all I drive. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah. when you drive a stick shift, you're not consciously aware when to shift into first or second or third. It's just automatic when you're driving a stick shift, you don't even think about it. So it's the same thing like when I'm doing readings or while I'm driving, I'm not even really paying it. I mean, I'm paying attention, 
but um, it's like, if you could picture what your bedroom or your kitchen looks like right now, if you could picture what your kitchen looks like right now in your mind, that's how I see. Okay. It's as clear as that, how you could generate that image in your mind. So if you also generated the image of your mind, the video of you getting ready for today's show, like or in the middle of the afternoon, what you were doing or where you were in the middle of the afternoon, what you were doing, that video you have in your head or your last vacation. Um, that's how I see also the spiritual world will just sh send me pictures or they'll send me videos of what's going on with the person. Um, there are times where I'll, I'll hear songs in my head and whatever the song is about, that's what's going on with the person. So uh, it just happened the other day where somebody wanted me to connect to one of their relatives and I started to sing sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. And she goes, oh, my God. She goes, that's my that was my aunt's name. Her name was Carol. And we always sang that song. And I said, oh, that's cool. You know, um, you know, there is the very first time somebody ever asked me when the very first time I ever heard a song as a message. A lady asked me, she goes, all right, what do you see for me? Uh, what, what do you see going on in my relationship? What's going on with my husband and my relationship? So I sat there quietly. I sat there quietly. And um, all of a sudden, I started hearing the song in my head. That's me and you. A part time lover, you know, by uh, Stevie Wonder. And um, I said, I feel like he's cheating on you. And she goes, I think you're right. I said, no, I know I'm right. I said, because I'm hearing a song in my head. I said, I haven't heard that song since forever. And the spiritual world is playing that song in my head. So, you know, unfortunately, that's what's going on, you know. So, um, like I said, uh, it's just really interesting. So another really cool thing is like when I'm reading somebody, and this just happened yesterday, while I'm reading somebody, all of a sudden, the spiritual world will, will show me an image of somebody who's in my life or somebody who I haven't seen in my past for years. So when the spiritual world will show me an image of one of my friends or family members or somebody who I knew from the past, all of a sudden their image is popping in my head while I'm trying to read you. So whatever was going on with that person that I know of that person, that's what's going on with the person who I'm reading. Mm -hmm. So I just start describing that person of my past and I'm not telling the uh, person who I'm reading, but I'm describing the person of my past and I'm telling the, the person all about themselves, but actually describing the person of my past, they go, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. And in reality, I'm just describing, you know, the image that the spiritual world showed me, you know? So it's really cool. Um, I would probably say, you know, I've read for over 30,000 people in my life uh, with no exaggeration. Uh, and that's including doing live shows and stuff. So I would have to say my, my number one best read is that there was a gentleman who called me up and uh, he said to me, he goes, Art, he goes, I'm going through a really, really rough patch right now. Um, he goes, I was hoping that you'd be able to see me real soon. And I could hear the depression in his voice. And I said, sure, I'll, I'll be more than happy to. And so I made time in my day and I saw him the next day and I said, just, you know, come to my place tomorrow and I'll see you about two o'clock. So the guy comes in and we sit down 
And I never know what I'm going to say to somebody until the moment happens. I never know what the reading's about literally until the moment happens. It's not like I do a prep work. You know, it's like I didn't even know what I was going to talk about with your show. It just happens mm -hmm. according to the moment. So I started talking to this fella, explaining about his life. And I started to explaining the meaning of his life and, and life itself. And when I explained to him the importance of his life, and I started rewiring his way of thinking so that he could start feeling better about himself and to look at things from a healthier perspective. So he started feeling better about himself and he started when he understood more about God and more about life and how it really operates, he started having a true blue, definite better feeling about life, about God and about himself. So after his reading was over, he gave me a big hug because he was going through some major, major problems um, with his family, with his business and within himself dealing with everything. It was so overwhelming. So after his reading was over, he gave me a big hug and he goes, all right, he goes, you're a lifesaver. He goes, thank you so much. And I go, no, that's okay. You know, a lot of people will show me appreciation or compliments and say, oh, aren't you the greatest or, or you know, like this guy said, you're a lifesaver. I go, no, it's my pleasure. Don't worry about it. He goes, no, but you really did save my life. He goes, I wrote, I wrote a suicide note and I was going to kill myself tomorrow. And he goes, but because of you, after you explained to me about things, he goes, I don't want to do it anymore. He goes, I want to live. So, so yeah, that was my biggest, uh, my best reading, I would say. To save someone's life yeah so <clears throat> with that um like how it goes when you read someone what's it because you said you can read up to like 95 percent of people what's it like when you can't read someone is it just like you don't see anything and it's just kind of like you're both just there or i look at them and i say you suck <laughs> <laughs> get out of my place get out of my face your energy sucks you suck no i'm only kidding uh, no, it's just that um, for those few few percentages, um, people are so angry and so bitter with their life that even when I give them clear, solid answers, um, they block the messages that are supposed to come to them. It comes to them in the way that they're, they're supposed to hear it, but they want to hear it in the way they want to hear it. They want answers in the way they want the answers. And, um, you know, and when you lose somebody who you love so much and they passed away or when you lost tons of money and your lifestyle changed or your lover left you or you have a really bad relationship with your parents or growing up, you're so bitter and so angry with life or how you are as a person that they want to hear only what they want to hear in the way they want to hear it. So it's not that the spiritual world ever gives me wrong answers. It's just that um, the uh, person is actually blocking the messages from coming to me because they're not ready to heal or they're not ready to hear the answers. They're not ready to hear the truth. So I don't take it personally when somebody says oh you know this sucked or you weren't on or oh, that was a waste of time it's a rarity it is a rarity 
you know, I'll have like maybe a thousand praises and one or two, you know, already sucks. Don't waste your time. But you can't please everybody no matter mm-hmm. what. Are you ever able to drink while you're doing any of your shows? Uh, people, you know, when I do parties, people say, hey, Art, do you want a drink? Do you want uh, some wine? Do you want some beer? And um, usually I don't drink when I do my parties or my events. Um, if I'm feeling really upset that day personally, when I go into doing a live show, I will take a, I will take a drink and I will take uh, some beer or, or a mixed drink just to take the edge off of me. And, um, and then I fly and then the messages start coming. And, you know, there are times where I've gone into a party or I was doing a live show and I was totally not in the mood to do it because of my personal feelings, what I was going through at the time, my emotional feelings, but everyone's expecting to see me, you know, everyone's, Oh, are you know, they're all excited to see me and hear mm-hmm. what I have to say to them or whatever. So, you know, I have to put myself, you know, as the, as the saying goes, the show must go on. <laughs> so I put my personal feelings aside and there are times where I was really, really emotionally in a very bad spot and my, my my gut was hurting but I had to put my feelings aside and I had to perform for the audience and believe it or not those were some of my best performances when I was feeling like crap going into a, a performance those live shows uh, have you ever done anywhere there's just people like way too drunk how do those go um only a couple of people no majority of people are not drunk you I've gone to I've gone to uh do parties or an event where you have literally maybe one or two people that have been blitzed. It doesn't happen too often. You know, people could drink, you know, so people will say, Hey, Art, do you mind if I drink or is it okay if everyone else drinks? Now, certain people will say no, no alcohol at the parties because they want everyone with a fresh mind. And I'm saying, go for it, whatever you want. I don't care. Because when, excuse me, when the person is like stupid, really stupid, silly drunk, they don't give a crap what I say. I could say the ABCs and that's like, all right, I'm still, I'm still getting paid. I don't care. Yeah. So, you know, so, but uh, yeah, but I'm, I, um, yeah, I've been doing this work now for, like I said, like about 33 years. And, you know, and the funny thing is, you know, a lot of people will call me their psychic therapist because, you know, I help people get through a lot of crap. I would probably say one of my greatest gifts that I do for people is not only do I heal their heart, but I give people back their power. I give people back their emotional power and their confidence back within themselves because I help people change their perspective of the truth of what they're dealing with. Because so many people are living in fear of whether it be their relationship or about money or about, you know, anything. Um, when I give them a healthy perspective, um, yeah, they, uh, it, it just puts them in a much better mood. And I, you know, I literally change the quality of people's lives for the better. So it's like, I feel very blessed. The funny thing is, you know, going, growing up in school, I sucked at school and, uh, I was never a scholastic person, very sociable. I know everyone liked me. I was pretty well liked by everybody. My peers and, and the teachers. Um, but I never went to college. However, in my book, in my blue book, uh, Angels and Answers, 
It said, I went to the University of Boston and Maryland for two years, but that was just to visit my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that was my educational experience with college. Um, the so party is the most important be, part. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, exactly. So I always wanted to be uh, a therapist but I didn't have the patience or, or the brain power for all the bookwork and stuff. And so here I've learned how to become a pretty good psychic and medium. And um, the interesting thing is I have therapists who come see me for answers and uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's not that I know anything about anybody. It's just the spiritual world is feeding me all the information. So did you ever see the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze? It's no, it's on my list of things I need a lot. I don't I don't think I've seen it. Okay. If you see it, I think you'll appreciate it. So um, but anyway, there's in the movie, Patrick Swayze, you know, great actor, um, was talking to his girlfriend in the movie. So Patrick Swayze passed away, all right, but he comes through in spirit. You could see his body and spirit, but he's dead. And so he keeps on talking to Whoopi Goldberg, who's the psychic. And he's feeding Whoopi Goldberg all the information about his girlfriend. So Whoopi Goldberg is telling Demi Moore all this information about, you know, about their relationship, about her, about him. And she and Demi Moore is saying, how do you know all this? And he says, because he's here right now. And he's telling me all these things. And so it's pretty much so the same way I roll. You know, I have your loved ones. I have the angels. I have the spirit guides. It's feeding me all this information. So when people say to me, oh, my God, Art, you were great or Art, you were so right or whatnot. It's only because, you know, the spiritual world is very kind to me. So I would say I'm a good translator. I'm a very good translator from the spiritual world. But. And, and the funny thing is, my license plate says, I just know. <laughs> so, and, and it's funny when a, when a cop pulls me over and he goes, so, you know, I couldn't help you notice your license plate says, I just know. He says, that's pretty funny. I said, yeah, because I'm a psychic. And he goes, yeah, what am I thinking now? I says, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that this kid's in deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> You should always say, you know, you're thinking that you're going to let me off with a warning. That's right. And they usually do. Usually do. Most cops do. I mean, I still have a long list of tickets, but most <laughs> of the time, most of the time they do let me go. It's all that zoning out while you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't think you want to screw with me. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. No. But uh, no, I have good luck when it comes to uh, cops, but North Carolina didn't treat me nice at all when I went to visit my girlfriend at the time. So they were brutal and um, there was nothing I could do about it. They were on a mission. They saw my out-of-state plates and she said that I was going 10 miles an hour faster than I was. And I know I wasn't going that fast because I never go that kind of fast, mm -hmm. but I couldn't, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> One of those things, I just had to come to a place of acceptance. It is what it is. Yep, shit happens. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. And that female cop that pulled me over, she was a hottie too. She was a good looking <laughs> cop, but she was she was uh, the the devil in Prada. 
she looked really good. She played the a good part of the devil with a smile, a pretty smile and everything, but she slam dunked me. And, <laughs> and I, I was really, she screwed up my whole weekend and stuff, but it is what it is. And I got past it. So, yeah. you know, people say to me, all right, well, you should have known that you should have not. No, I only know what the spiritual world tells me. People think I know everything. I don't know everything. And in my relationships, my my uh, past relationships, my, they might say, hey, you already, you know, you think you know everything. And it's like, I'm pretty confident in, in a lot of things in the way that I believe. <laughs> and what I say, I am pretty confident. I got to admit that. But in reality, do I know everything? No. But the funny thing is, as you get older, as you get older, you realize the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. And when you're young, you think you know everything. Oh, I I will openly admit I know absolutely nothing about anything. <laughs> I am what you would consider the big dumb. Yeah. So. <laughs> I um, you know, I saw a bumper sticker that that said, "Hire a teenager while they still know everything." <laughs> True. Yeah. I thought that was funny. And then and then there was another bumper sticker that I saw. And it said, trying to raise a teenager is like trying to nail jello up against the wall. <laughs> it's, you know, relationships are challenging, period. Yeah. You know, whether it be with your lover, whether it be with your parents, whether it be with your kids, you know, they're challenging. It, it all has to do with compromise. It all has to do with accepting the person for who they are mm -hmm. and not wanting you wanting them to be how you think they should be. You know, and after you have a healthy conversation with them, if they're willing to compromise with you about whatever topic you're talking about, then you got a healthy relationship. But if it's my way or the highway, then, you know, that relationship, it's not a good quality relationship at all. And, mm -hmm. and if I were you, I would I would say hasta la vista, just get out <laughs> of the relationship as fast as possible. And if it's your parents or if it's your relatives or whatever, you just see them during weddings, funerals, and bar mitzvahs, and you don't have to hang curtains with them all the time, you know? Yeah. So what's it like interacting with like other psychics? Is it pretty much just normal or do you got, do you have a psychic for yourself or? Yeah, I have a few friends that are psychics, um, you know, so it's like, I can't really read for myself. I mean, I have my gut intuition about certain things, but, you know, I don't know if it's coming through my ego, the answers, because I want what I want, mm -hmm. or is it actually coming through spiritually? But when I'm reading for my other friends, if I'm too close to the topic, I can't read. If I'm emotionally connected, too emotionally connected to the person, then I can't read for them. Or if I'm emotionally connected to the topic, whatever, then I can't read for them. Um, because again, I don't know if it's coming through emotionally, uh, you know, personally, or is it coming through spiritually? And it's the spiritual world that, you know, is always telling you the truth. So I do, uh, I have very deep, interesting conversations with, you know, my psychic friends, as you would say, or my spiritual friends. Um you know, and, you know, it's just like a lawyer talking to a lawyer, a mechanic talking to a mechanic, 
uh, teacher talking to a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can relate to a lot of similar things. Um, but the reason why it's hard for me personally to be in personal relationships, and I've been through quite a few, is because um, I need somebody in my life. I want somebody in my life who's very confident and who's very trusting. They need to be confident within themselves and they, they need to trust me because I would probably say 98% of my clients, if not more, but like 98% of my clients are women. So that's one of the issues that I have with being a psychic and a medium. So, but I mean, I get along with everybody, but if somebody has a bug up their ass with trust issues, you're not going to like me. You're not going to, you know, you're always going to jump to conclusions and assume the worst. So it's like, I go, whatever, whatever. So it's frustrating. But then I have, I have a lot of female friends who are friends and we have a great relationship. You know, we're just really good friends. So majority of my friends probably, I would probably say are female, but I can't complain. (laughs) I'll ask this question. Um, If I need to narrow it down more, let me know. But um, what should I know? How many beers will it take for you to drink in your next uh, card game? No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What should I know about my life to move forward? What should you know about your life to move forward? Stick with people and situations that resonate with you. Stop overly accommodating people that you resent. Um. You know, make sure that you're not only taking, it's like, so every single time you do something, it has a reaction to other people. And you can't stop you being you. You can't stop doing what's right in your heart. Now, when you're you doing you, other people might talk negative about it or might not agree with you. And everyone is allowed to have their own thoughts and opinions. They're entitled, everyone's feelings count, but I'm not doing what I'm doing to hurt you. I'm not doing what I'm doing to disappoint you. I'm not doing it with that intent, but I'm doing this because this is what feels right in my heart, but I'm not responsible for your happiness. I'm not responsible for your expectations. So you need to stop living according to what other people think, what you, what they think you, they should, you should be doing, but do what feels more right in your heart and you'll, you'll be a happier person for it. And if it hurts them or bothers them, then that's their problem. It's not your problem. It's their problem. You only want to be around people who truly support you and love you unconditionally. You don't want to be around people who, who's only going to accept you or love you with conditions because then that's going to block you and stop you from moving forward. So if you believe in something and you really want something to happen, even though it might go against other people's grains, then, you know, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't stop you being you. So, so if you want to move forward, just, Stay focused on the prize. Stay focused on what you what feels right in your heart. And it's not necessary to hang on to every single relationship in your life if they're not serving a positive purpose in your life. If you feel like you're being held back, then let go of the dead weight and have an honest conversation with them and be honest to yourself. Stop playing the pretend game. 
Well, anyway, that's what I would do if I was president. <laughs> uh, so hopefully those words of advice could help you guys. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Artie. It was a fun time. Um, do you have anything of yours to promote right now? Yeah, well, what I always tell people, the love and respect that you give is the love and respect you deserve. And if anybody wants to get a private reading with myself, whether it be in person in Central Jersey or over the phone, I'm just as accurate over the phone. Um, and I do arty parties. I travel all over the place to go to people's homes and I read for their friends and families. You can give me a call at 732-778-7173. Or you could check out my Instagram. I have inspirational messages uh, that I say to the public every single day. And that's Artie Hoffman, Instagram. Um, also on my Facebook Live. Uh, I mean, my Facebook um, is Artie Hoffman. I do a Facebook Live show where I do free readings for people uh, for one hour, 8 p.m. Eastern time on my Angels and Answers Facebook Live show. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And my books, Artie Hoffman. Um, Go to artiehoffman.com. And you're, I promise you, when you read my two books, I promise you, you're going to think I read those. I wrote those books specifically for you. It's really going to hit home and explains a lot of things about life, about your personal life, why good things happen to bad people, why bad things happen to good people. And I explain a lot about God and angels and relationships and stuff. And I think you'll be impressed. You're, you're going to see I really hit home. And it's a very easy read book. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand what I'm saying. And it was a pleasure being on your show. And thank you for having me on. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Thanks so much, Artie, for coming on the show. Um, I definitely would like to have you come back on at some point. This was fun. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, I wish the both of you uh, much success and much happiness. And uh, just be true to yourself. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good right, day. Take care, guys. You too. Bye. If you liked the episode, come and tell us your thoughts and join the conversation uh, by rating and reviewing us. You can do that on Apple and Spotify. Now lets you rate podcasts. So give us five stars on both of them. Uh, you can also help us out by becoming a patron to the podcast. By becoming a patron, you get access to our private Discord server, our monthly movie review podcast, and you even get access to unedited video versions of most of our episodes but you definitely will get this one. Uh, all links are in the episode description. And that's it for this week. Uh, so join us again next time, wherever you hate to see it. <laughs>